can't scare me, I'm already dead inside. That's, that's what normal people do. They just, they exercise and they have a better mental state. Yeah, like we were, how we were talking about how like people used to get the milk delivered and stuff. They mm-hmm. also had to like walk around and carry water from a thing to another thing. And that's true. Carry the laundry all over to the hanging thing, but it's all wet. So that's super crazy heavy and mm-hmm. you had to just drag things you found home. I can't hang the laundry. I think that's illegal in our province. Can't hang laundry? I don't think so. You can't just hang laundry in your like visibly. What? Yeah, at least in Ottawa, that was maybe that's that must be municipal. But in Ottawa, you can't have like a visible clothesline. <laughs> Why? Because they're just like gross. No way. We don't want to see that. That can't be it. It's got to be something like that. Well, then, like, just like it's an eyesore, and people don't want to look at people's laundry. It's like that. The next thing you like legislate is like no hairy chested guys having the third button open on their shirts. Yeah, well, okay. Slippery slope over in Ottawa. <laughs> it sounds so fake now that I'm saying it, but I'm pretty sure that that was a thing. Yeah, it sounds like the like eating an orange in the bathtub law. No, clue. yeah, well, and this I love those laws. <laughs> those are the best. <laughs> like, there's in Ottawa, you can't eat ice cream walking down Bank Street on a Sunday. No ice cream on Sundays. It's illegal. Oh my god! And they haven't overturned it yet. <laughs> like people get killed. Yeah, they don't enforce it, but it's technically still a law. Wow. No clothes line, Ottawa. Oh, as of April 18th, 2008, the Ontario, this is province what? Oh, shit. The Ontario clothes line ban was lifted. Oh, my God. So 10 years ago today. Breathe easy, citizens of Ontario. Whew. This marks the 10 year anniversary of us being liberated from inside laundry drying. How are we going to celebrate? Uh, hanging some laundry. Let's do it. <laughs> and every April 18th, we remember the lifting of the ban. Oh, dude, that's so funny. <laughs> hey, you guys coming over <laughs> for the big laundry hanging? Excuse me? <laughs> Bring your sopping wet laundry. Yeah, br- you coming to the wet laundry party? What are you talking about? It's 10 years. It's a 10 year anniversary this year. Don't tell me you're not coming. Oh, God, we got to start celebrating that thing. That's hilarious. Let's look up weird laws like on this day. Like I, find something like that and make crazy holidays. I okay. I love. I'm just looking at my phone and the Google results, and I love that this happened recently enough that I can see the whole timeline in the results. <laughs> like in January on January 10, 2008, the news story is Ontario to cut down clothesline bans, <laughs> and then it proceeds. Like four months later, Ontario clothesline ban lifted. Oh Back God. when the province used to get shit done. So I'm like, so the province started like testing, reintroducing like clotheslines and like some select houses. <laughs> they had a pilot project set up <laughs> at one area of town. Clothesline reintroduction pilot project. <laughs> Made sure that anarchy didn't just huh. flourish. Somebody like has some papers in front of them at a table and they like hit them against the table, get them all organized. <laughs> and they go like, those results of the you know clothesline <laughs> pilot project were astoundingly successful, and we're thinking about introducing it uh, province wide. This adults <laughs> adults spent time on this, and then that just means that there must have been some people who were dead against it, right? Angry people <laughs> fighting well, their hearts out. What was the vote? <laughs> what was the like loss party on the night of the vote? Like the uh, concession speech. <laughs> I. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know the count. How many people voted to like <laughs> voted against the measure and just insisted that clotheslines should remain banned? Uh, the natural state of clotheslines should be illegal. They're criminal. Okay, Dal- <laughs> Dalton McGinty was the one who was p- 
pushing it. He said, there's a whole, this quotes of politicians of on this. Let's get into this. <laughs> there's a whole generation of kids growing up today who thinks a clothesline is a wrestling move, McGinty said during his announcement. We want parents to have the choice to use the wind and the sun to dry their clothes for free. <laughs> Energy Minister Gary Phillips piped in, said using outdoor clotheslines instead of electric dryers can. Here's some, here's some arguments for. Okay, here's some science. Save consumers $30 a year. Cut down greenhouse gas emissions, as opposed to greenhouse grass emissions. <laughs> Reduce demand on the power grid. That sounds like the same point rehashed. Uh huh. Yeah. Sounds re-worded. like he's got a very few amount of points. <laughs> You'll save money on energy. Less energy will be used. <laughs> the new regulation, which has angered the province building industry, so they're the ones okay. against the building industry. Because right for you know property values and yeah, and stuff. that's it. They don't want, they feel like it's a detriment to people to want to buy a place if they look out and see clotheslines. So it's like a literal like hot fuzz town where they're just trying to win like nicest town of the year. Kind of. Yeah. That's the point against it. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. I love the fact that there was a battle and that was the con side. It seems like the good guys won in this scenario, but I mm-hmm. feel, I feel like it wouldn't happen today, even though it's just 10 years ago. You know what I mean? I feel like the property builders would win this. You think they would? I think they would just throw a ton of money at it. And this just seems like the kind of shit that like it's common sense that, yes, of course, clotheslines should be allowed, but the corporations win every time. Yeah. Because if they wouldn't, you know what I mean? That's a crazy thing. Like, I know there's so many of those laws that like this makes no sense to not allow this to. Yeah. To exist. From the perspective of common sense, of course, this should pass. But from the perspective of money and capital. Yeah it will win so maybe this was in ontario this was the last time the good guys really won and that's why we celebrate every year every april 18th we hang our laundry outside i'm really sad we missed the 10th anniversary yeah me too this is is the kind of thing we're gonna glomerate onto absolutely (laughs) this is the new jaloon We've got a whole April summer 18th. lineup. I love just like referring back to it like it was some huge event, like some huge political victory. Jaloon? J- I mean, no, the laundry hanger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the clothesline, the, the lifting of the clothesline ban of 2008. Yeah, and then the dark, like bittersweet end that it might be the last time mm-hmm. the good guys walked away <laughs> with, mm-hmm. with the W. I can't wait to write that script <laughs> and cast like the evil baddies, the property owners. <laughs> And yeah. uh, Sean Penn. Sean, yeah, it'll be Sean Penn. Fuck that guy. Or a Sean Penn lookalike, because I don't want to cast Sean Penn in this movie. Right, fair enough. I was just thinking Milk. Yeah. two thousand. Yeah, that was 2008 as well, come to think of it. Last year, we cared about Sean Penn. Oh, that's weird. That was a weird synapse. My brain just fired. It really did, yeah. You weren't aware of it, but your brain drew those connections. Who would we cast in the movie? And then my eyes glazed over, and I'm like, Sean Penn. Back to 2008. Who is the hero of 2008? <laughs> Oscar winner, Sean Penn, for representing Harvey Milk. <laughs> I can't forget his role in Marvel's The Hulk. So we had a great time at TIFF. TIFF. This is, we're, we're very delirious because it's the morning after TIFF ended. Yes. Tiff came to a um, a victorious close, mm-hmm. um, and we were out until all hours of the night, taken in films. Yeah, it w- ending somewhat anticlimactically in a failed rush attempt to get into one final movie. Yeah, and that was, that was a fun. shot in the dark, so it was fun. 
Mm-hmm. It was fun enough to just stand in the line and just be surrounded by people. And, and like the people who are next to me also waiting to get into that movie, mm-hmm. they were so excited and so disappointed when they didn't oh. get in. They were going like, oh, maybe. Like when two people would go in, you know, they bring in a couple of people like, oh, we're closer, we're closer. There's only six more people in front of us. You know better than that, Dave. Yeah. To just, get something like hopes up. I was just playing ultra sharp on my phone. <laughs> oh, what's ultra sharp? Ultra it's sharp. A, it's, a, it's a thing where you, you cut stuff and... It falls down and love it. Is it? Yeah, it was fun in the in the rush line. <laughs> My favorite right now is bricks and balls. Bricks and balls. It just sounds horrible, but yeah, that's that's all games now today. It's triangle cup. Yeah, <laughs> it's just got some little physical. Uh, starting off with a really weak Dave's game corner. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, just those mobile gaming companies now. They just like every day they develop a new full game. Like they just throw so much spaghetti yeah. at the wall. Well. um like a lot of programmers in schools like especially game programmers start by with app games and you know games where you're just developing like one little bit of physics yeah like uh the arc of a little piece of fruit flying into the air and the physics of your thumb slashing it in half right you know that's that's, that's all the work yeah that's basically an uh, an equation that you got to put together just a, a big page of code mm-hmm. and then a bunch of artists will dress that up and it's just a really cheap way to put out games because this it's the same thing it's just like strawberries are smaller so it's harder to cut kind of thing but right i mean they just they entertain us for hours and hours and get us through waiting in a tiff line yeah man but earlier yesterday we saw another movie we should we should start at the beginning huh go chronologically um or we could start at the end because i would really love to hear about uh the movie that we ended it all with let's do that okay cool what was the movie we ended it with um i, I was introduce actually- it uh cool <laughs> I, was, I was actually talking about the the movie that you saw I was curious oh about. no i want to get to that in another episode you want to do that in another ep? i do yeah okay uh editor cut this you know <laughs> he never does boom <clears throat> i do sometimes you just hear the times that i don't right sure i guess that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> um so the movie that we um most recently watched at tiff was uh called freaks by zach lepofsky and adam b stein fellow canadians mm-hmm. yeah canadian production western canadians they're vancouver yeah we saw some vancouver in that movie that, i was trying to i was trying to make sense of it absolutely all those giant glass condo buildings right yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah totally totally that's what it was okay yeah it had emil hirsch in it had bruce stern in it mm-hmm. had a great little kid actress yeah well, not to be condescending <laughs> little little tiny kid she's so small barely even a person no yeah, yeah she's great yeah um a little cameo by um i don't know her name um but uh she's from amanda crew from battlestar galactica oh she was the investigator i don't know i don't know i thought you were talking about uh from silicon valley and right she was in there too oh same person no okay. no no. The, these we're talking about two, two different people Africans. that's what yeah. i thought you're talking about the mom mm-hmm. uh, character and i'm talking about the investigator character um, right but, uh, so boomer from battlestar galactica for battlestar nice. fans she looks familiar too i feel like i've seen her i think she's something. been in lots of lots of stuff along that like i think a lot of like sci-fi tv yeah how do we talk about this movie which we both loved in such a way that it wouldn't ruin the experience for other people because and we talked about this a lot coming out of the movie yeah yeah that that was even even difficult like this movie, I'm going to start by saying, was really, really, really surprisingly incredible. Mm-hmm. That might be um, a good way to open it up is just like how it went down is we didn't go in expecting too much. And uh, we didn't go in knowing much of anything. Sure. And, and that's going to be the benefit of going to these Absolutely. festivals and premieres. We just heard like shoestring budget, 
sci-fi slash horror slash just genre mixing yeah and that's enough for us to go in and check it out totally yeah we we've got our passes so we're gonna go check out the weird midnight madness movies and this one i didn't have many expectations for but yeah the you know blown out of the water this one isn't even midnight madness this is just regular oh. regular programming yeah just regular programming activity. well i don't not sure if because everything is part of a certain platform so i think this might have been part of the canadian platform or okay. the platform platform There's a platform <laughs> called platform there is there is <laughs> it's just stuff that's sitting on top of something else yeah but regardless we see we just like when we were picking which tiff movies to go see we just of course went just for genre so this was one that was explicitly labeled horror mm-hmm. so we just threw it in the pile yep knowing very little about it and that ended up just paying off so much because the movie starts in kind of well we can say how it starts it's just yeah, like yeah. a father and a daughter cooped up in like a really old decrepit house with all the windows and doors barred up and the daughter is curious about the outside world and the dad is insisting no we have to stay inside this house we cannot go out yeah there are people out there there are bad guys we need to remain in here yes and it sort of like um 10 cloverfield lane in the early parts of it totally like you don't know if this is just a hostage thing if this is a like there is actually some crazy stuff going out in the world and they're the only good like you don't know Mm -hmm. and they do a really good job of you know taking their time and telling the story of this little girl from her perspective really really well done movie from a child's perspective more than it is like showing adult characters getting full exposition on anything um but yeah so it's it's this sort of claustrophobic tale of this curious little girl Mm -hmm. who doesn't know what's going on in the outside world yeah and then i mean the plot just twists and explodes and the world gets bigger and bigger in ways that Mm -hmm. you could never anticipate from that first act yeah, and uh, we don't know what the budget is, but when they start applying some effects to the mm-hmm. movie, it's really, it's very subtle and incredibly good. Yeah. Um, so I'll just leave it at that. I'm not saying exactly what they are, but like, yeah. it's it doesn't just stay a sort of like questioning, plotting movie. It really explodes in terms of concept. Yeah. I'd, I'd say just to give you somewhat of an idea of movies that it compares to, uh, like even coherence in the sense that you have just such a tiny budget and you are using effects but you're applying them in such an effective way Mm -hmm. that really just makes the movie seem so much bigger than it is and chronicle in terms of taking a kind of tired and worn out genre that exists that we see so much of and subverting it in a really interesting way sure yeah so not necessarily like story connection of those two movies but yeah right the the presentation is very similar gives you a similar feeling yeah and we heard there was an announcement at the beginning that this movie did get picked up for distribution Woo! during the festival so it will be released much wider and we're a little bit worried about how the marketing of this movie is going to go because it was it was so amazing to go in blind and if you can see freaks the 2018 freaks not the yeah. freaks from the 30s <laughs> Um, if you can go in blind, please do it. Like, don't don't read anything more. Yeah, when the Freaks trailer comes out, that's like, if you've listened to this and you've heard us talk about it, like, keep that in your mind because it won't be too long from now if I had to guess. When it comes out, don't watch it. Just wait for that release date mm-hmm. and try to know as little as you can about it. That will pay off for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's great. It was so fun. Yeah. Very surprising. I'm proud of us for holding back. Yeah. Because this obviously, I mean, we have so much to say and we should, we will probably do an yeah. ep when this gets a release. Well, yeah. When I got home from last night, uh-huh. like I was like, Jody, I saw this great movie. <laughs> She's like, yeah, what is it about? I'm like, no, 
<laughs> no you're not allowed to know <laughs> i can't tell you she's like okay then why did you I'm like no it's really good and you have to see it oh. okay <laughs> yeah it's funny I'm, I'm so mixed because i do want this to get a wide release i want movies mm-hmm. like this to be elevated and to be successful but for the sake of enjoyment of this movie for the largest amount of people i feel like it would be better if it was just kind of a more low-key vod release like a leslie vernon yeah, yeah and tape. that's selfish but yeah yeah no because you, you just want people to have that experience you yeah. don't want it to be watered down in any way yeah you know uh just yeah when somebody kind of nails it like knocks it out of the park on their first attempt you're like okay but now it's gonna go like go through a bunch of alternate channels that are gonna do advertising and yeah put together a trailer and it's not gonna be the same people who put the movie together so more cooks in the kitchen you don't want to burn yeah, that yeah, cake yeah. yeah so exactly so if you can and you're interested in you know the movies that are coming your way soon this one is on its way and it's great and definitely worth uh, avoiding mm-hmm. avoiding any sort of trailers God, we loved it so much yeah we're just gushing coming out of the theater yeah totally felt like everyone was yeah and this has been fun too because like um because we're not telling you guys exactly what happened Mm -hmm. we don't have to strictly follow our you know no speaking rule after seeing a movie in in a theater before we get to record about it that has been really nice yeah to you know just to watch movies together and just have a conversation not on mic about it right after that's been a bit of a treat yeah oh my god dude that was crazy Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we haven't been able to do it we come we just walk in silence yeah. Home. <laughs> holding hands holding hands and then, and then we sit down and then we like and start welcome back security cat yeah and then we start talking uh-huh. like professionals we don't get to just squeal like yeah. we want to yeah so um yeah that one was great freaks um check it out coming to a something near you yes sir <laughs> and before that we watched this wasn't technically a movie but tiff in i think a good effort to try to remain as kind of relevant and cutting edge of a film festival has now started admitting um, miniseries or limited series into the film festival and how they do that is they show just a couple episodes from a tv show mm-hmm. and you just go to a screening of that so you see like you know usually an hour and a half two 45 minute episodes or something yeah and one of the screenings that they chose or one of the tv shows that they chose to screen was an upcoming show from hbo asia mm-hmm. called Folk- folklore a horror anthology yeah yeah um so that was another surprise like we i don't really know what to expect going in to watch two episodes of a tv show at a horror film festival so yeah so you know we went in again blind um this is um created by uh, singapore is where this one's coming from the um, the creator yeah right because um, each each episode is, is a... by a different like asian director mm-hmm. um so i'm not sure exactly what the, we don't know all the directors yet i guess um yeah or just, at least we weren't told about them um the creator and the director of the second episode we saw were um at that premiere mm-hmm. that was uh pen ek ratanarog ratanarong that's my best attempt i'm sure you are close yeah and then the first the director of the first one we saw was joko anwar who also directed satan slaves which we'll be seeing a Toronto After Dark. Toronto After Dark movie, same mm-hmm. director. That's a really cool little connection. Yeah. For some Toronto horror festival stuff. Absolutely. We're get to see. Maybe maybe he's like, oh, I won't come to TIFF, I'll come to Toronto After Dark in the next month. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm already going to Toronto After Dark. I'm not going to go to TIFF too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long way to fly. Could be. Um, but this, 
this anthology, the concept is that it's just six episodes and each one is going to be a classic ghost story from a certain Asian country yeah. directed by a director from that Asian country. Yeah. So, um, which is just an awesome concept. That's the say. best because like we're getting tons of like, not tons, but the horror TV that we're getting, I'm thinking of like American horror story and the black mirror episodes that really steer into horror mm-hmm. are the ones that jump to mind. The, folklore i suppose in those movies or you know the the tales from which these things come are very very like i don't know just american yeah it's it's um so it's very interesting to see a ghost that isn't like a christian you know implied thing or a demon that isn't like christian implied like some very strange like weird demony monsters with their very specific rules you know so you're you're learning more about the folklore of a different country that you know they grow up with they scare their kids with like absolutely we're just we're used to the same kind of stories and formulas yeah. like all the movies just kind of are different riffs on a similar approach to what a ghost is and what a haunting yeah. is and this is just completely refreshing in that we get totally unique yeah understandings exactly. of how a ghost operates exactly so that's that's my favorite part about it and i feel like what you know horror tv has been missing is you know a completely unique as far as what i've seen um single like short little stories like yeah just getting to watch a bunch of short films that are horror it's i I don't know like without spoiling what happens in in these episodes like kind of again just gush a little bit about it but those were really good really good episodes so the first episode was called a mother's love Mm -hmm. and what was the plot of this one um, this one is about a mother and her son. Um, no dad in the picture. She's got no money. She's trying to work a cleaning job. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's cleaning this uh, old mansion, getting it ready, I guess, for people to move in or something like that. Right. Um, and uh, like overnight, I guess, she gets like kicked out of her house. So she and her son stay in this house that she's cleaning. And then... Giant uh, empty mansion. Yeah. And then they encounter some unsavory sounds unsavory sounds okay yeah let's, let's and then they investigate and then it kind of kicks off from there yeah and so this is a moment like i'm not gonna tell you what happens but when there's sounds upstairs in an attic abandoned mansion old looking house dusty spiderwebs she climbs up the stairs she goes into the attic we have some impressions of what she's gonna see or how she's gonna see it mm-hmm. what it ended up being and how it was revealed was definitely something that i haven't seen and it it was pretty freaky yeah 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 it was nice that one yeah that that one felt more spooky than scary you know what i mean okay like it was like the the ultimate kind of antagonistic force that we encounter it wasn't really like it didn't terrify me but it was mm-hmm. like it was like a fun mythology that they had behind this thing and yeah how really, it operated and how how she confronted it yeah, yeah i really loved that part the mythology behind the thing yeah. and i did love the the threat that it posed to her and her child mm-hmm. like how that was like what it was trying to do when we eventually found out that yeah. mythology i'm like oh this is this is a grave danger yeah and and i felt in moments in the dark with that slow creeping music i did feel a yeah on edge that's true and the very first kind of reveal in the attic was very scary when you have no idea what is happening (laughs) yeah that was real creepy yeah and i mean you know in some ways it goes in cliche directions in some ways it goes in directions that i haven't seen and Mm -hmm. it was just a really really great 
um, pilot episode for a show that I would definitely binge through and continue watching. Absolutely. I cannot wait to watch the other uh, four episodes of this thing. Totally. Um, and then we got the second one as well, mm-hmm. um, which was called Pob. Pob. And this was one of my favorite things I saw at the festival. Totally, dude. <laughs> this uh, This was just so unexpected and amazing um it just it, it centers around this american who has l- moved what's what country is it taking place in i think thailand maybe okay i think this one is in thailand um about this american who's moved to thailand yeah i feel like it's in bangkok all right yeah, um that sounds and, right yeah and he <laughs> it opens on him kind of being woken up by the spirit ghost that formerly haunted the family that used to live in the house that he just moved into Mm -hmm. and then kind of the whole thing is just how this american is dealing with this ghost yeah and it's the yeah and it's like it's it has some crazy effective jump scare moments it oh dude yes um and uh, a tremendous amount of humor one of the funniest things i saw so much comedy like Um, yeah (laughs) again in in subtitles like and you know the delivery on the actor's face like the the yeah. loss in translation was very little it's like it's it's very much a two or a three header because you have the ghost being i don't want to say too much but yeah. you know what i mean there's I, like there's I, three main actors and all three of them are hilarious and incredible in the very kind of straightforward dead panty mm-hmm. deliveries that they do yeah and, and basically this episode plays out is this ghost is telling a reporter the story of his interactions with this american, with the american guy yes and it plays out as this hilarious commentary on what americans are like it is a scathing critique of north american culture oh my god it was so hilarious yeah like <laughs> Yeah, I've never. I think out of all the movies we saw at the festival, that was the one that the crowd was laughing the most at. Yes, yeah. it's so effective and so refreshing and so so great to just have this just brutal critique come from outside. You know, mm-hmm. just to shit all over. And maybe it's. I wonder, like, just being in Canada too. It's maybe yeah. it's a little bit like I feel indicted at the same time. Like it's oh, North totally. American culture as a whole. You know, I, I I had a great time with that one, and like the scares that they used were like they were jump scares yeah it was like it was brilliant in that it was mostly funny the whole way through but they set it up near the beginning in such a way that you're still on edge because you know that even though it's very lighthearted, something could come out and at you at any point so you're still kind of tense the whole time yeah you know like the the violence capabilities are there yeah and that it's implied that they occur but you don't know where to who, who does what, like, and then they tell, like, the director tells a really good story in that too, like, the motivations of all three people. Yeah. Even, like, all the critique aside, it's still a great kind of ghost story and how, like, the characters clearly want things and are attempting to get them and they can get them from each other to a certain extent. Yeah, and it's just, like, so then this happens and the whole audience laughs about like the ghost and the American and it's great. And that causes this next event to happen, you know, and like it, there's just a cut and a transition scene. They end up in a car or something and the audience just yeah. laughs oh from their God. guts. Like it's so funny. Like the deadpan delivery is so good. Mm-hmm. And the whole time they managed to like maintain this little bit of creepiness. 
Like, they really do. It's it was great. It's definitely that specific episode and folklore in general is one of my favorite things I saw. My God, there's pure enjoyment. And that was episode four of the anthology series. Okay, so they specifically chose those two that they wanted to share. Yeah. Show. But yeah, I'm so pumped. Apparently, early October is when it airs in Asia, so I'm sure we'll be able to nice find a way to check it out sometime after then. Yeah, it's uh, well, if it's HBO, they're gonna be protecting downloads pretty. You're right. They'll be sending out emails super aggressively yeah, here in Canada. Be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that that concludes our TIFF coverage of 2018. The five five things that we saw. Yeah, it was uh, that was a really really fun uh, festival. Yeah, saw some good stuff. Thank what? you, TIFF, for letting us come and do some do some reviews of the movies. Mm-hmm. And we'll definitely be back next year. Um, what do you think was the your favorite uh, horror creepy movie you saw? Um, I gotta put Pob at number one out of all of them. That episode from uh, HBO Asia Folklore. Pob. Absolutely. Are you just out of the ones that we've seen together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. I'd put that number one. Yeah. How yeah. about yourself? I think Freaks. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's great. So we we ramped up for the second episode. Definitely. Yeah. This is where all our best stuff. And just a little shout out to our previous episode, uh, Necrotronic. I, I just keep thinking about it that movie's awesome I, it's definitely going to get distributed and everyone's going to love that movie too so check that one out as well mm-hmm. and um we'll be doing a similar thing for the toronto after dark film festival which happens in october early october yeah 11th to the 19th so we'll do probably two or three eps of those films yeah so uh keep your ears open we'll be coming at you with some more uh more toronto uh, film festival stuff super excited to see and in the apocalypse mm-hmm. tigers yeah, yeah. are not afraid oh uh, yeah lose it's it's the lineup isn't even fully revealed yet and it already looks so great it looks awesome yeah we're really dig into that one so book a week off come to toronto and watch horror movies and drink with us hell yeah yeah oh, forgot to invite people please come find us um we're chris and dave and we're we'll be walking around you know what we look like yeah we're the two guys um who really love horror movies who are holding hands at all times mm-hmm. yeah we'll have lanyards that will be flashing in everyone's faces yeah like we all have <laughs> lanyards chris and dave <laughs> you guys made those at home clearly <laughs> you can't do this every single night <laughs> um how about a clue for our slasher september movie coming up this saturday um okay uh, a hint a hint a hint yeah come up with one dave um he's a a military man who likes to kill okay yeah i'm gonna leave it at that see you saturday bye